The Bible is God speaking to you. And now for Learning to Hear God's Voice, Part 2. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television or joining us at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. I was a husband and wife and they had been arguing. And so now they were giving each other the silent treatment. And so the next morning, the husband had to get up early to catch a flight And he needed his wife to wake him up, but he didn't want to break the silent treatment. So he decided to write her a note and he left it on the side of her bed and said, please wake me up at 5 a.m. He got up the next morning at eight o'clock, missed his flight. He was so upset. He went in to find out why she didn't wake him up. And there was a note on his side of the bed that said, wake up, it's five. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate the extra laughs from Clayton there. Always grateful for that. (laughs) Well, we are talking about learning to hear God's voice. This is part two, learning to hear God's voice, part two. What a wonderful privilege it is to be able to hear God's voice, for him to talk with us, to commune with us, to sup with us, and we can fellowship with him and listen to him. He leads us. He guides us. He calls us. He knows you by name. He calls your name. Isn't that wonderful? Man, that's wonderful to have that type of relationship. This is nothing new. It's been all throughout God's relationship with man. He's always had a desire to communicate with man to communicate with his children. Let me just read a few examples. Here's Moses. We'll do Abraham next. But here's Moses, Exodus chapter 33, verse 9 through 11. Why don't you just see how God talked to him? And it came to pass as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle. And the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose up and worshiped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. So you can see there that God was always communicating with his people. Look at this is Genesis chapter 17. You don't have to turn there, but here's Abraham. That was Moses. Here's Abraham is an example of God speaking to Abraham. Genesis chapter 17 verses one through three. It says, and when Abram was 90 years old and nine, he was 99 years old. The Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee And I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. And it goes on there in chapter 17 
God just kind of laid out the whole plan. He laid out the whole plan for Abraham. He changed Abram's name from Abram to Abraham. He changed Sarah's name from Sarah to Sarah. And so God just kind of laid out the whole plan that, you know, all the things he had in store for Abraham and his descendants and all the great promises and all the things he had in store. So God was just talking to him, just laying it out. Just, you know, he said, you're going to have a son and you're going to this and that. And so God just laid everything out. I thought it was interesting. Abraham laughed when God told him he was going to have a son because, you know, he's 99 years old and his wife is not far behind him. And so Abraham laughed. Later on that same chapter, Sarah laughed when she heard about it. And, you know, God said, you're going to name this child Isaac. And it's funny, the name Isaac means laughter. (laughs) So so it's like God was laughing and he named the child laughter because they were laughing. And so God just wanted to remind them, give them something to laugh at the rest of their life. (laughs) So I love that. I love the sense of humor that God has. He named Isaac laughter. And here's another one, verse 22, same chapter, verse chapter 17, Genesis. And he left off talking with him and God went up from Abraham. So God just hanging out, talking to Abraham and he decided to leave, left Abraham. Abraham went his way, God went his way. Here's another one. This is Genesis chapter 18. This is kind of interesting. God actually comes down in physical form. I think you call this a theophany when God shows up in physical form. It's kind of a incarnate form of God. It's kind of like the way angels can appear as men. Well, God himself shows up and he has two angels with him, but they all appear as men. So three men appear to Abraham and Abraham, you know, he's excited to receive these visitors It's almost like he knew something was special about him. You know, he knew these were not ordinary people. So he sensed something out of the ordinary. He knew that these were special men, you know, so he could pick it up. He didn't quite know who they were, but he knew that these were some special guys. And so he actually hosted God and two angels in physical form, in physical form. Man, isn't that awesome? God shows up in physical form here. And so Abraham hosts them. But God sent the two angels on, but God stayed behind talking with Abraham. And, you know, God says, you know, shouldn't I tell Abraham what I'm about to do? Shouldn't I discuss it with him? Because he has such an important role in all of humanity and in the coming Messiah and his seed Christ that will come from him eventually, that will bless all nations of the earth. So Abraham had such a pivotal role in history. God was talking to Abraham, discussing even what he was going to do. So I just wanted just to show you how God desires to speak with us and talk with us all the time. And then we have Jesus, God himself, he comes down and he lives among us for three and a half years and he talks with us. So You can see the desire of God to speak with his people, to talk with his people. And so we're talking about learning to hear God's voice. Let me just reiterate what we shared as a text last time in the Gospel of John, chapter 10. The Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 3, 4, 14, and 27. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up 
some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So here Jesus, once again, he shares a wonderful privilege that we have of being able to hear his voice and know him, follow him. We see here that Jesus calls himself, he is the door. So he is the door. This is a very strong point in scripture because people think that they can get to God a whole lot of different ways. But Jesus explicitly says, I am the door. There is no other way. (laughs) There is no other way. There is no other way. People have argued for a long time. So many different philosophies out there. So many different belief systems out there that there are other ways that you can finagle your way in. Jesus made it very clear. I'm the door. There is no other way. (laughs) There is no other way in. You're a thief and a robber. You try to sneak in here. Any other kind of. I am the door. I am the door. Folks, I just want to say salvation is by faith in Christ Jesus and his shed blood for us. That's how we're saying he is the door. He is the way. He is the way. There's a lot of new age theories and talk about all of this and all of that. Jesus made it very clear. I am the door. I am the door. Now, there are many ways to get to Jesus, but you still got to come through that door. <laughs> you got to come through that door. There are many ways you can travel, but you're still going to have to come through that door. He's the door. He's the door. A lot of people, you know, they feel like, well, that would be unfair for, you know, God to let all these other belief systems and other religions and all of that be lost. No, he's not letting them be lost. That's why we are charged to preach the gospel to let them know. <laughs> we have the good news. He loves them so much. That's what God is saying. I love you so much. I don't want anybody to be lost. I don't want anybody to perish. I sent my son for the whole world. I love everybody so much. I sent my son to die for you. And so that's the good news that we're sharing with the whole world to let them know that God has made a way. God has made a way for everyone. He loves everyone, all people, all nations, all languages, all creeds. God loves everyone. But Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door. Man, I don't know why I said that, but I just had to say that. You know, I had to say that because it jumped out to me because Jesus made it very clear. He kept over in John 10, he kept saying, I'm the door. I am the door. You try to sneak in here any other way. You're a thief and a robber. You're a thief and a robber. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door. And what a wonderful door he is. And it's by our faith in him. Man, we have salvation. We have relationship with God. We have access to God. It's by faith in Christ Jesus. There is no other way. Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth. And the life. I am the way. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, and so we have this wonderful privilege to hear his voice, this wonderful privilege to hear his voice. And I just want to just begin sharing some of the ways that God speaks to us. God speaks to us in a 
in a variety of ways. There are many ways that God speaks to us. There are a variety of ways, but I want to share some of the main ways first, and we may look at some of the other ways later. Just to give an example, God can speak to you by sending an angel to you because angels are messengers, and so they normally have a message to deliver. So he can speak to you by sending an angel to you. That's how he did Mary. But that's not the dominant way that God speaks to us. Those things happen here and there, but that's not the dominant way that God speaks to us. And so God can use a donkey to speak to. <laughs> God used a donkey to speak <laughs> to a man. But once again, those are spectacular things, but those are not the norm. Those are not the norm. But God can use many ways. Remember, I told you I was at home working on a sermon, trying to figure out which sermon to preach. And I said, God, do I preach this sermon or do I preach out on the limb? I went to my mailbox and there's a card that says out on a limb. So he answered me, but he spoke by some, you know, having that card put in my mailbox. And that was very spectacular because he spelled that out clearly. (laughs) He spelled it out clearly. But, you know, God speaks in a, a variety of different ways. But there are some dominant ways that we as New Testament believers have that God has given to us. And so that's what I just want to share. I just want to share some of the ways that God speaks to us. Number one, God speaks to us through the scriptures. God speaks to us through the scriptures. This is the primary way God speaks to us is through the scriptures. The Bible is God speaking to you. The Bible is God speaking to you. We want to find out the mind of God. We want to find out the heart of God. We want to find out who God is, how he operates, his ways. Well, we go to the Bible because it's all laid out there. You want to find out how to work in your marriage. You want to find out how to rear your children. All that's in the Bible. And so the Bible is God speaking to you. The Bible is God speaking to me. The Bible is God speaking to us. You don't necessarily have to run around trying to get a word from the Lord. Maybe you need to sit down and read the Bible because there are 66 books of his word speaking to you. So the Bible is God speaking to you. The Bible is a love letter from God to you. And it's a wonderful letter. So God speaks to us primarily through the scriptures. He he speaks to us primarily through the scriptures. The, The Bible is God speaking to you. The Holy Spirit will highlight certain scriptures at certain time to bring it into a very timely word for that moment. So the Holy Spirit will highlight things. He'll highlight things. Jesus actually said this about the Holy Spirit. He said that he'll take of me and show it to you. And so he will highlight things. He only shares what he hears. And so the Holy Spirit will highlight the scriptures at certain times. But the Bible is God speaking to you. This scripture is found over in, I think it's Proverbs 6.22, but talking about God's word, it says, When you go, it'll lead you. When you sleep, it'll keep you. When you wake up, it'll talk to you. So God's word itself will talk to you. God's word itself will talk to you. You'd be surprised the number of times I'll read the Bible. If I read the Bible at night, I find very often the next morning that word's talking to me. That word is talking to me. That word is talking to me. So the word will talk to you when you wake up. That's God's word. God's word itself will talk to you. The Bible is alive. The Bible speaks. 
The Bible is God speaking to you. The Bible is God speaking to you. I remember one time I was very anxious. I had a speaking engagement and I was very anxious about this speaking engagement. And I mean, I was just a nervous wreck. And I remember right at the time I was just pulling my hair out. I was a nervous wreck. There was a scripture that came up. and It was Isaiah 41.10. Isaiah 41.10 came up, which says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Yea, I will help you. I'll strengthen you. I'll uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Now, I just came across that scripture while I was a nervous wreck. And I knew instantly, this is God speaking to me. There was no need to be nervous. He says, you know, fear thou not. I am with thee. So the moment I read those words, it was God speaking to me in that moment. That scripture came to me in that moment, in that moment, in that moment. So that was God speaking to me. So God took something that was written, but he made it alive and relevant at that moment that spoke to me right at that moment, which was what I was dealing with. And he says, fear thou not. For I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Yea, I'll help you. I was wondering who was going to help me. He said, yeah, I'll help you. <laughs> Be not dismayed. I am thy God. Yes, I will help you. I'll strengthen you. I'll uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Praise God. So the Bible is God speaking to us. The Bible is God speaking to us. There was a man, he was in the middle of going through a divorce, and it was going to be a nasty divorce. And so he had already hired a very high caliber attorney who could really put his wife and his wife's attorney through the ringer. So he had geared up for the fight, and so he was going to go toe-to-toe, and he was legally going to squeeze them as hard as he could because he knew he was going to be in a legal battle. It was an ugly divorce. And he said... He was reading his Bible right as he was doing that, right after he hired that lawyer. He was reading his Bible, and he said he read Matthew chapter 1, verse 19, which actually talked about divorce. And it was Joseph, when Joseph found out Mary was pregnant, the Bible says he was going to divorce her. But he was going to do it in a loving way. He was going to put her away privately, not to cause any hurt or shame or he was going to do it in a very loving way. The Bible says Joseph had a lot of character and he was a just and upright man. So he was doing it in a, and this man, when he read that, he knew God was speaking to him yeah. not to fight, not to try to destroy, not to try to beat and win yeah. in this suit against your wife. Yeah. And he said the moment he read that, he knew that was God speaking to him about his own situation. And he immediately called his attorney, counseled him. And he was able to, you know, do it in a loving way where it was, you know, it was amenable between he and his wife as they separated and parted. But he did it in a loving way with character. He did it with love. And that was because he read that scripture right at the moment he was going through that. So the Bible is God speaking to us. The Bible is not a history book. The Bible is alive and present and active. It's working, revealing is relevant to us now. And so the Holy Spirit would take scriptures and highlight them to you right at the time that you need it. So the Bible is God speaking to us. The Bible is God speaking to us. Not too long ago, I was praying about something and I was believing God for something. And while I was doing that, I read a scripture about praise. And I said, wow, I see it. So God was showing me 
You need to praise me. Praise me even before there is an answer. Praise me even when things look difficult. And so when I read that, it was God speaking to me. That was my answer. I knew exactly what to do. I knew exactly what to do. So the Bible is God speaking to us. Man, that's good. Your victory is in your praise is what the Holy Spirit was trying to show me. Your victory is in your praise. Your victory is in your praise. Your victory is in your praise. Well, he just showed me. I was just reading the Bible. He showed me that. I said, wow, I see it. I see it. So when you read the Bible, get a notepad, get a notebook, get a pen, get a highlighter. You sit there and you say, Father, before I read, speak to my heart. Share with me, lead and guide me into your word by your Holy Spirit. Speak to my heart. This is your word and it's alive and you are speaking to me through this. Show me, talk to me. I yield, I ask for your help. So that's the way you read the Bible. That's the way you approach God's word. Let's get a notebook. And as you read the Bible, he'll begin to speak to you. He'll begin to show you things. He'll begin to point things out. And a lot of times it'll be things that you will need even that particular day. Things that you need that day. There was one man, he was reading over in Ephesians 5 about the marriage relationship. And he said that evening, his wife accosted him. And he said, because he had been reading about how you treat your wife in Ephesians 5, he was able to handle the situation that evening with grace. But he had read it that morning. And so the Bible is God speaking to us. The Bible is God speaking to us. The Bible is God speaking to us. Praise God. So that's the first way that God speaks to us. I was meditating recently and I had a wrong meditation. I had a, I guess I had some bad thinking, some bad thoughts about a certain person or a certain situation. And as I was having those thoughts, this scripture came to me and the scripture says, think no evil. Well, that just came to me because I was thinking evil. (laughs) I was thinking evil, man. I had some treacherous thoughts. I had some treacherous thoughts. I was thinking evil. But all of a all of a sudden it came to me. I knew over in First Corinthians, I knew that in one translation it says, Love thinketh no evil. Love thinketh no evil. I also knew Philippians 4 8 says, Think on these things, whatever is true and lovely and honorable, good report and praiseworthy. If there be any virtue, think on these things. And so immediately, right at the time I was having these evil thoughts, well, those scriptures came to me. So God's word speaks to it. God speaks to us by the Bible. God speaks to us by the Bible. God speaks to us by the Bible. And it becomes the foundation for all other means of God speaking to you. It starts with his Word. Praise God. Man, I guess I'm going to stop right there. I didn't even get into what I wanted to get into. I'm excited. Oh, man, this is good. (laughs) This is good stuff. I'm enjoying it, man. I've been enjoying the Lord, and I'm just so happy to share how God speaks to us, learning to hear God's voice. It's a wonderful journey. It's a wonderful journey. He is your best friend. I'm going to give you this little secret. When he spoke under the old covenant, when he spoke under the old covenant, they didn't have what we have. They did not have what we have. Under the old covenant, only the priests and the prophets and the kings had the spirit of God. No one else had the spirit of God. And so if you wanted to find out what thus saith the Lord, you had to go to the priest or prophet or king. 
And we're under a different dispensation now. The Holy Spirit has come. Oh, I'm going to start right there. I just wanted to whet your appetite. I just wanted to whet your appetite. <laughs> I just wanted to whet your appetite and let you all know where we're headed. That's where we're headed next time. That's where we're headed next time. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire series absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. But thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com. This was part two of the series titled Learning to Hear God's Voice by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7963. That's 7963 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7963 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Well, brothers of the word.